Talbot Village. This is the Talbot Village podcast. You have your host, Colin Dambroskis, joined with my co-host, Jawad. Hey, everyone. This is episode number two, and uh, today we have Shauna Kwan from Elon Dance Arts. Dance, it's a dance studio in Lambeth. Shauna, thanks for coming. Hi. We're going to be going through some questions today. Um, for those that are new listeners, we've been having some uh, business owners from Talbot Village. Um, Anybody running a business, helping to run a business, anybody in the village, we're trying to get to know more and more of you and uh, promote some local businesses. So we're going to go through some questions, put uh, put Sean on the spot, and we'll see how she goes. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne, why don't you take us off? Yeah, well, thank you so much for doing this. We, uh, we appreciate your time. And uh, we're firm believers that running a small business, it's the individual that sells. It's the story. So why don't you tell the folks a little bit about who Shauna is. Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about, about the family. And uh, yeah. Cool. Um, so I'm from Ottawa originally. That's where I grew up. And uh, I have an older brother and uh, lovely, wonderful parents. And um, I grew up as an athlete. I was a huge tomboy and did every sport imaginable. And nice. then when I was 12, I tried dance because all my friends were dancing. Um, and it seemed to be a really natural fit for me. And um, I trained at a studio called Greta Leeming. Nice. And they're still around. I think they just celebrated their like 55th anniversary or, awesome. or something cool. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, and the owner has like a key to the city and she's a big deal. And uh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So That's you're amazing. working towards it. Yeah, right? In time. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just, I love dance. Uh, but if anyone knows anything about dance, most people start when they're three or four. And so I had to work my butt off to get to the level of all the people that were in my classes. And so I always kind of felt like the underdog because I had a lot more work to do than the people that were in my classes. Um, but I started competing one year later at 13 and very much worked my way up to being one of the top competitive students my age at the studio um, and everything kind of went from there and then I came to London in 99 um, I feel like this gives away my age but I came <laughs> here and uh, I graduated the year of 99 the year of the great one and um, uh, came here to study kinesiology nice. and kinesiology at Western um, there are a lot of dance classes that count as kinesiology credits, if anyone nice. doesn't know that, right? And so I was like, yeah, let's do that. Um, but it was all modern dance, which I didn't have any experience in, so it was really cool and, and very challenging. And then in my second year of uh, doing the kin program and, and dance classes and this and that, someone was like, hey, you want to try this hip-hop class at Campus Rec? And I was like, yeah, I don't know, I've never done hip-hop before, and took a class and really liked it and was very good at it. And we had an assistant at the time who wasn't very good. And one day he wasn't there and they were like, Shauna, do you think you could help these people out and like with the assistant job? And I was like, okay. And I helped them out and I think they thought I was really good. So they were like, hey, how about we don't use the other assistant and you're just the assistant now. And I was like, okay. And then uh, the next year, uh, the teacher, uh, he broke his back like he just couldn't teach anymore and they were like hey do you think you could maybe teach I was like okay <laughs> yeah, nice. and then uh, nice. and then a year after that um, 
they were like, hey, this program has built up, you know, more than we anticipated. We're looking for a director. Would you like to direct this program? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so then I would directed the, pro- the dance program at Campus Rec for about four or five years um, and just really loved that. And then the end of that was that uh, the program was over budget and they brought someone in to get rid of all of us. Uh, and she did her job really well, and so, yep. um, and so I I decided to open a studio because I really loved what I had been doing and working towards all those years, and that's how that happened. That's 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 amazing. You sort of touched on my second part of the question, and what that was, what was the motivation behind opening your own dance studio? And I, and yeah. I guess you questions two and three. In fact. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> Yeah, like it was never on my radar. I went into kin thinking I wanted to go into medicine. Um, and it, it uh, yeah, it just kind of happened. And then um, I think just personally feeling like the underdog uh, as, a, as a dance student myself, um, I built my business around, you know, the underdog and supporting and building up kids that maybe feel like they're the underdog. So. That's, that's, that's awesome. It's good yeah. motivation to have because yeah. you, you mentioned during this beautiful story that you just shared, you mentioned that you started at 12 yeah. and most people start at three or four. Right. So I was going to ask you to tell everyone, you know, some of the challenges that you had because you said something that was actually interesting and that was it takes a while to build up that physique and it takes a while to build up the routine and build up the habits. So yeah. what it you know, so, sort of in a, in, a, in a brief way, why don't you tell everyone what it takes to sort of go down that path and how challenging was it to be more or less six or seven years behind? Yeah, I think in my head, um, I mean, dance, any any athletic activity is is wonderful for human beings, more specifically kids, as far as their, their development and agility and all that kind of stuff. But to me, dance is much more about the ancillary benefits, like confidence and social skills and you know posture and and ability to adapt and learn work ethic and and learn how to be a reliable part of a team I mean we all grow up in group classes um, and that's similarly to school a very important thing to experience and figure out what your we all have a role in our class whether it's a dance class or a soccer team or you know a math class at school we all have a role in our class and that's an important part about growing up and so regardless of what age you start at um you know you ideally find a place that helps you learn and foster those important skills like i have a lot of staff members now who grew up with me at the studio like i started teaching them when they were like you know four or six or eight or whatever and now they work for me and they're like wonderfully wonderfully reliable responsible humans and I yeah. I don't attribute that to necessarily to me but definitely to dance I mean I kind of attribute it to me but but it's uh yeah I mean it's it's dance offers so much more than dance and and sure you're gonna come into my studio and leave a better dancer for sure but the priority is is building wonderful humans they, they yeah. you, you need to be a better human when you leave that's much more important to me than than dance technique so you're saying you can make me a good dancer yes 
and I, I, I and potentially a better human too. Yeah. <laughs> have no. you seen Have you seen Elaine from Seinfeld? Yes. Have you, yeah, that's, that's um, why I'm I will not, always I'm have a, a job. Li- I'm a little better than Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> you have some work on your hands. Yeah. Um, so speaking of challenges, I think, and it's something that I experienced through your um, through your business was taking advantage of some of the shutdown clinics you had for schools. COVID impacted everybody in different ways. It impacted my family because we had kids who go to school. We couldn't send them to school a lot of times. Um, for you guys specifically, what are some things that I guess you faced, you maybe even saw as, as an opportunity and how, how did COVID really hit you guys in that respect? Yeah. Um, I mean, we were shut down for a good portion of, of the, the main two years of the pandemic. Um, I think in general, um, you know, we, we have, we have priorities at the studio and our top priority is, is customer experience. And our second priority is the culture and community. We want people to feel like they're part of something really awesome. Um, and the third priority is uh, retention, right? We want them to be happy and comfortable and we want them to stay and we want them to do more. And every decision that me and my team made during the pandemic, had to align with all three of those priorities. And I think that that's where most businesses failed is they focused on the now and they didn't think about the future and why they were making those decisions. And so we had to make a lot of decisions about, um, you know, people had paid up front for the year. What do we do with those classes? What, we, what do we do right. with those fees? Who makes the decision? Do we make the decision? Do they make the decision? Do we make the decision together? And so, you know, every time we came with, up with those questions, it had to align with all three of our priorities. And if it didn't, right, like some businesses um, didn't return money to their customers, right? Well, that's not a great customer experience. It probably doesn't bode well for our culture and community. And it's probably not going to affect retention in the best way, right? So that's a big no, right? And so we offered families that that needed that um, money refunded, the opportunity to do that. Otherwise, we, we offered them a credit. We offered online classes, which were great for some, not so great for others, right? So people had the opportunity to say, you know, like, no, that's not my thing. Um, online classes allowed us to have students from all over the world attending our classes because on the side, I coach dance studio owners from all around the world. Nice. Yeah, that's sort of my side gig. Um, And so I had this wonderful opportunity to be able to touch and impact their students because that's all teachers want, right, is to have a positive impact on students. And so that allowed me and my staff these wonderful opportunities to to positively impact students like all around the world, um, which was really cool. And then I think in general, um, I mean, so we're in Lambeth. And our building is where the old Main Street Manor was, which is hilarious because a number of parents and grandparents had their weddings and stuff like at the Main Street Manor 5,000 years ago. And now it's like this <laughs> rebuilt dance studio. Um, it's got a super long hallway with a bunch of uh, doors. And so each studio essentially was its own pod. Like we put up curtains, shower yep. curtains, yep. and it each was its own pod which, with its own private entrance and exit. 
So when we were in a red zone, which only allowed 10 people in the facility, we were allowed 10 people per studio as opposed to 10 in the entire building. Nice. So we were allowed to stay open when most studios had to be closed. Um, so that was a huge advantage. But um, I think that's what you had yeah. set up. Is that what you, what you had set up for the, the, the school kids then? Because I think it's I possible. remember something like, because I remember walking in and I'm like, wow, how did they get this? Like there's like all these alleyways and it's yeah. really... Yeah, it just it made uh, it made it possible for us to remain open when most studios had to close, and uh, you know it made our customers feel uh, more comfortable because each studio had its own little like pod. Um, everything was pods and bubbles, right, right at the right, time, right. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. Um, yeah. But we we had very good um, retention throughout COVID. Um, our, our families seemed very pleased with, with what we were doing and, and what we weren't doing. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was cool. It was really cool. And then, of course, the moment things opened up. So, so in January, we had uh, 287 students. Just before January, 287 students. We hit 500 April 1st. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's, like, such, that's a great milestone. Yeah. So as yeah. soon as we were, like, ready to go full force, people were like, I'm ready. And they just flooded. Yeah, the, yeah it was cool. And I think people needed that. Like, totally. After, after COVID, people just, people just needed that. Yep. And, and I'm just going to touch on one thing, because you said something that was, that was amazing uh, throughout it all. And uh, it's be true to yourself. You were, you were true to your priorities. You were true to what you wanted to run a business. Your focus wasn't necessarily the bottom line. Right. Right? And that's, and that's what allowed customers to stay around. That's what allowed people to, to you know, stick with you through thick and thin. Right. Right? And that's, that's just, that's just a, an inspiring thing to, to do, an inspiring way to run a business. Yeah, people want to feel like they're like they're part of something. Yeah. Um, you know, and we have we have first aid gifts for our customers, for the parent and for the the student, right? So we know that it's a really big deal for the parent to like get their child there on the right day at the right time, <laughs> you know, wearing the right thing. Like that's a big deal. I have two kids, I get it. Uh, so we give them a gift too. We give the kid a gift and we have like a new student gift that we deliver to their house, you know, within around, usually around their, within their first month. Um, yeah. And that's just, we want to wow them and we want them to feel great about spending money and spending time and, and stuff like that with us. Yeah. And oh, it's absolutely. super fun for us. Right. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Why don't we, um, so for somebody like myself who, for no particular reasons, but I never did any dance at all, um, as pre- as you can tell from my previous comments. <laughs> so what, like, what is a, what is your, what is your dance studio? Like, what do you guys, like, what do you have, um, you know, different days with different types of programs? Is it, you know, programs for super experienced people, people that don't know a darn thing about dancing like myself? Why don't you walk us through what's. What's the whole shtick? Yeah, all the above. Um, so we have uh, we have a preschool program, which starts literally as soon as they walk with a parent and talk class, and then goes up to the age of seven. So child only classes starting at the age of two if they're ready, uh, and then a class for three and four, and like every year is basically a different class. Um, our preschool program has about 300 of our 550 or so students now so it's it's a it's a big program wowzers yeah it's bonkers um but my my preschool staff are just they're phenomenal 
with those kids and we we have two staff per class plus assistance like we, we offer a really great experience um, and then we have our full year program which starts at the age of seven and that's uh, they mostly take usually three classes per week but many of them take one and then we have a separate competitive program for students that want to do more and we we have a full competitive program and those students travel with us to compete and then we have a regional competitive program for students that want to compete but maybe also want to play volleyball so they don't want to train too much um you but they do want to compete still don't fit in any of the <laughs> wait wait i'm getting there i'm getting there i'm getting there i'm getting there the parent taught yeah as long as somebody holds my hand right, right. <laughs> um yeah and then apart from that we have our adult program and so our adult program is uh we have fitness classes we have dance classes and our, our adult members essentially get access to all of our adult classes. So if they love dance, unlike you, um, and they want to I jump like in. I like dance. I'm just not good at it. You, like, you, like, you, like, you just don't like being a participant. Different. Yeah. different yep, different. Yeah. So if, if they love dance and grew up dancing, and dance doesn't feel like exercise to them, they'll jump into the dance classes. If the idea of dance terrifies them, we have fitness classes for them if they like both. They do both. Um, yeah, and it's, I teach most of the adult classes um, because that's what I used to do at Western and I, and I really love doing that. Um, we also have a fine arts club, which is like a, um, for kids two to five, it's a daytime program where kids get to do um, yoga and, and fitness and art and music and drama. And um, it's sort of like a one to two day a week daycare ish experience for the kids but it's art focused nice. um yeah we have all, all all sorts of fun things we we literally have something for everyone it's awesome. not it's not even just saying so th- it there, there is hope after all yes maybe there is hope after all <laughs> yeah. do you have a would you say you have like a is there a genre or style of dance that you tend to lean on or prefer yourself more than others me um i'm mostly well known for for hip-hop yeah um, yeah, and I'm also the, the creative director over at London Lightning, and I, I would say most of our performing there is, is in the hip-hop realm. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll do a dance-off after this, you and I. And we'll, Sweet. We'll see what's going to happen. Sweet. The microphone turns off then, yep. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good thing we're not recording this in person. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, fire, we do we go, we'll get to some rapid questions soon before we'll yeah. uh, close so, it off. So favorite color, blue, favorite food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to put you on the spot. Okay. Um, so just again, Shauna does not know any of the questions that are about to be asked right now. Uh, first thing that comes to mind, uh, feel free. No pressure. Got it. Okay. First question is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Ooh. Uh, uh, oh. So many. Um... Figure out what you're good at and stop wasting your time doing other things. That's amazing. It's, it's, such a, it's such a simple thing that gets thrown at people sometimes, but I don't think everybody knows what they're great at or what they're good at. You're absolutely right. Or they try to do too much, right? It's, yeah. it's exactly that. Hire out, hire out what you're not good at, focus on what you're good at. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, so the way it was presented to me was your $500 an hour work. What's your $500 an hour work? And anytime you're doing anything other than that, you're doing $5 an hour work instead of $500 an hour work. Who gave you that advice? My business coach. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's favorite awesome. movie. Favorite movie. It better be a dance movie. One that you would watch <laughs> yeah. like anytime you turn the TV on and it's there, you'll leave everything and you're going to sit down and watch. Law Abiding Citizen is one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. I know it's a strange answer. No, <laughs> hey, no it's, you it's love your it. Answer. Yeah. It's your answer. Law Abiding Citizen gets me every time. What's the one talent that you wish you had? But you don't. I'm not overly organized. And I feel like that's a talent. That, that is a talent. Like keep, keeping your you. space. Yeah, don't look yeah. at my computer. <laughs> yeah, like I have two, I have an office manager and two office assistants and they have jobs for a reason. And they're really good at their jobs. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not the most organized person naturally. I, I do it, and I do it well, but it's not a natural skill of mine. Well, somebody wise said, you know, hire what you're not good at, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, like two seconds ago, literally. <laughs> interesting hobby that maybe not everybody knows. Anything? An interesting hobby. I used to bead lamps. So bead I've had... lamps. Right? I've had four knee surgeries, um, and after my first knee surgery... I bought a, a lamp shade from like Value Village or Goodwill or whatever, and I took the the um, fabric off of it and bought a bunch of beads and wire and like just beaded oh, the wow. lamp. Yeah, and so I used to make them for like family members and stuff like that. I haven't done that in years, but I have some of them in my house. And when people come to the house, they're like, "That's so cool!" I was like, "I need yeah. to see a picture." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will. I'll send it How long does that take? Hours and That's hours be... and yeah, and I mean I was stuck on the couch. Yeah, like, like ACL surgery is no joke. So I was I was stuck not being able to do anything and just sitting there like being this lamp. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And now it. I just don't have the time to be beating lamps, <laughs> but like at the oh. time, yeah. Uh, yeah, I imagine most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jean, thanks for having us. Um, again, we're uh, reaching out to as many. Um, tell the villagers as possible next week or either next week or the week after we are going to have um, and fit come on those a lot of you already know Andrea so we're expecting to have her on to jump in and chat um, any other business owners that want to jump in a whole point of these chats like we said is to get to know the neighborhood um, there's a ton of fantastic business owners and individuals and get to know the stories behind their businesses and, and why we should support them locally well it was a pleasure having you thank, thank you so you. much we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm signing up for a dance class right after this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.